All right. Another pro football doc podcast tail end of week three, Monday night football, not played yet, but headed into week four already lots of actionable injury issues and movements, etc. And, uh, here we go. Uh, lots to talk about this week. I mean, look, I've, I gotta say this. I'm glad it worked out because I'm not a gambler, but I felt like a little bit of a, I don't know what. I felt like I was on an island saying Miami Buffalo's injured, <laughs> right? I mean, by the by the eyeball test, Buffalo twenty point margins, right? And they lost, but the but it's injuries. I mean, uh, and and they had them right, mm-hmm. and uh, they may have some more even. But we'll get to all of that. I, I just feel like, and the other one this week that I was like, gosh, losing sleep over. Really, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and we're saying under. Mm-hmm. I mean, that and and it was a low total too, right? I and, was watching the preview for that game too, and Greg Olson was talking about there's going to be fireworks tonight, so I was getting scared because, like you said, there you got the two best quarterbacks we've seen in the last couple of years. Well, they got their talking point. Right? They're not going to say, "Oh, well, you know, <laughs> they're going to complete scoring. eighteen yeah. passes each or fifteen I passes mean, each." And that's well, not what they're saying. Hyping up the game. Trust the process, right? (laughs) Two cases that injuries matter. But I I was like, man, I I mean, I was supposed to be kind of a football guy. This is like so against the grain. You got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and you're going under, what was it, low number, low 40s, Mm -hmm. a 42 or something, right? I mean, that's craziness. It was 41 and a half, yeah. 41 and a half. And, 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 I mean, look, looking back, I mean, Bills crushed the Rams. They crushed the Titans, right? The the Super Bowl champ and the AFC number one seed in back-to-back weeks. But anyways, we'll see. All right, what what you got this week, Jacob? Well, sticking to that game, everyone's talking about Tua. We did a video breakdown. It's done pretty well. You guys can check it out on YouTube or the uh, Six Score website. Um, lots to make of that. Uh, there's the push from Matt Milano. He slammed his head after the game. The team actually said head questionable to return, went into halftime, and then he comes out for the second half with his helmet, plays the whole second half, and then after the game, they talk talk about the back hyperextension, that it might have happened on the sneak. Well, they said it happened on the sneak, and then it tightened up, and that led to the wobble. I, I think everyone's just scratching their head. Everyone wants okay. to here, here's, point collusion. Here, here's the thing. We made what I think was an, I mean, it was a one shot, no editing video in game, uh, in the command center. Games going on. Live action, yeah. Live action, one shot. And I actually do encourage people to go look at that. And I'd love to hear from you on Twitter or otherwise, or in the YouTube comments, what you think. What we presented was basically here are the facts, you decide. And you kind of summarized it a little bit. I mean, basically, what I said was, look, I said he, if that looks like a visible sign of concussion, and even if he clears the protocol, he's out, period, end of story. And so you can put that in the wrongs, but I'll be proud of that wrong. I mean, by all looks, by video, and that's maybe why video is not 100%, that looked, I mean, he grabbed his helmet. He shook his head. Shook his head yep. It mm-hmm. seemed like he was off balance, not stiff. I mean, his teammate had to hold him his, up. <laughs> his team tweeted head injury evaluation doesn't yep. mean he had one i mean he was actually put in the protocol so that's explainable mike mcdaniel said he the whole team thought it was his head, head. Yep. and then it comes back back we broke down the play and you go to the youtube video to see it 
he did in the first quarter get bent backwards. That was pretty significant. I could see how he could be sore from that. It's possible that it locks up. So I gave the big explanation. You guys saw it all. Are you buying it? I think I mean, just, the NFLPA is investigating. Yeah. Are you buying it? No, not at all. I think that <laughs> I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. I mean, the NFL obviously doesn't have a lot of trust when it comes to concussions, but the back is an interesting wrinkle of it. I don't think maybe is the reason that he wasn't 100% stable. I mean, he didn't obviously he didn't exhibit symptoms in the locker room or else they wouldn't let him come back out. I mean, okay. that that's here, not here, just here, the team here. that decides that. Okay, here's my further take on Doug. Look, I get why everyone is suspicious of the NFL. I get why the NFLPA says let's do an investigation. I get it. You don't hear Tua saying let's do an investigation. Right. Here's the other thing. The NFL routinely investigates. Routinely there's calls from and they don't always announce it like they do. Oh no. Tua. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, they they used to call myself or the primary care doctor and the head athletic trainer, what happened here, this, that, the other, and get all the different stories and make sure it jives just to keep an eye on the process and talk to the independent neuro, the red hat. And that's the thing I was forgetting. The red hat is unaffiliated. Okay, it was a Miami home game. So you can theorize, you know, they're in collusion too. But really... If it's a head injury and they put him back in the game, are you willing as a doctor to lose your house over this? He doesn't care about week three against the Bills. I I mean, look, even the team doctor, are you going to cheat the system? I think no. That's just too much at stake. You get one whistleblower. Tua or Tua's dad convinces him to change his mind and say, or Tua's dad said, well, Tua told me, the doctor told him to just play the, done. Mm -hmm. Your career's done. I just don't see that happen. Forget, look, I believe in the Hippocratic Oath. I think doctors and medical staff do abide by it. But I get the conspiracy thoughts and theories. I just think it's unfathomable that a doctor or independent neuro or medical staff member would spearhead a conspiracy to do so. And that's why I don't think also anything's going to really happen with the investigation, right? Like you said, the conclusion team and the independent doctors both agreed. So, like, I don't know if there's going to be much that comes out of it, right? Sure. And the other thing is, look, COVID has sort of blunted this concussion. Otherwise, it would be just, like, unbelievable blown up, right? But we do remember Michael Vick dirt in the eye with the old concussion Cam protocol. Newton, yeah. Cam Newton went down, almost like went to one knee mm-hmm. uh, as he came to the sideline. So we do have some of those instances where they said no concussion because there was another reason. And let's go back to Julian Edelman at Super Bowl Forty Nine mm-hmm. against the Seahawks in Arizona. I remember that clearly. Uh, that was one of the first games I had a in-game media pass. Now I wasn't in the I was in the auxiliary press box, which is section five hundred, and I rented twenty dollar binoculars, you know, <laughs> and I did not have TV replay. But I remember very clearly a couple things about that game. One, by the way, was uh, Seahawks secondary uh, Jeremy Lane intercepted a ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, oh, I think he tore his ACL. And that was just live in-game watching from binoculars. I didn't have TV replay, just Jumbotron replay. I wasn't in the official, not in the official press box, auxiliary box. 
And everyone's laughing at me saying, oh, he broke his arm. He broke his arm. Look at these Twitter pictures. Like, oh, well, I didn't see that from my seat. Three weeks later, they said, oh, yeah, he tore his ACL in the same place. No one thought of option C, both, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm in section 500. But anyways, from there, I, you know, little desk, computer. And I remember seeing saying Dave Burkett, when Julian Edelman went down, Detroit Lions beat reporter tweeting out, I happen to be sitting next to or with an earshot of the eye in the sky. They're calling down to check on Edelman. I didn't see the Edelman hit. I mean, I'm in section five. And I know Edelman got up and ran down the field. And my binoculars went to Edelman, to the sideline chargers, team physician, the chargers, sorry, chargers, the Patriots, the Patriots, mm -hmm. uh, team physician, the mm -hmm. Patriots, head athletic trainer. And I saw that they moved to the edge of the white. And as there was a, it was a, no huddle offense. Back then, there was no medical timeout. You could call that medical timeout rule the Edelman rule. Right Now, the eye in the sky, the referee, or the doctor could call a medical timeout. Then, there was no power to call a medical timeout. And really, do you think a team doctor can say, hey, the dude in the sky buzzed down, coach. I'm going to run on the field and cost us a timeout. Right. That's not <laughs> happening, yeah. right? right? And the dude in the box is saying, look, I see something. You got to go check him. So six or seven play drive, they score a touchdown. I watch Edelman come off the field. The head team physician and the head athletic trainer for the Patriots meet him at about the 15, 20-yard line, go onto the field when the play is in, walk him over, they examine him, they look at the video, they talk to him again, and sure enough, he returns the next punt. It was a three and out, and he got cleared. Mm -hmm. Look. I'm not trying to call out Julian Edelman. And I'll bet you on one of the podcasts that he appears, he will ultimately admit this. Uh, the, he got up and ran it off because he didn't want people to come on the field. Okay? I mean, so, look, here's the my take on the Tua thing. Is it possible that it is 100% above board and he had back spasm? I think we have to say it's possible. Probable? Hmm. Okay. Is it possible that the team doctors are in cahoots with the, uh, with the red hat and came up with a conspiracy to put him back in the game? I would say impossible. I wouldn't put... There's that's too, not, many, too many... That's yeah, not yeah. even a lottery ticket right, in my right. mind. But what's likely, and I'm not trying to call out Tua, I'm saying he wants to play. He's a baller. He said, uh, yeah, it was my it was just my back because his back did hurt. We saw the play. We looked yeah. at it and everything. There's no yep. question. And so he's, uh, it was my back. And he passed the concussion tests. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that, that was just my back, Doc. And convinced him. Mm -hmm. And this morning I chatted with Rich Gannon on this theory. And Rich said, mm, yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've lied. I mean, I've spun the story. Right. I think that's where the truth is going to be. Right. It's not going to be this. Oh, look, if the NFL, if the Miami Dolphins had, look, the, Miami's been enough trouble. And look, there's no way ownership called down that quickly and said, you got to keep them in the game. Right, right. And even so, the doctor would say, no way. I'm not putting my career on the line for you. Mm -hmm. He would be fired. Like Johnny Rebay is the head orthopedist there. He's the head team doctor. He's a great guy. He's a good sir. Passed the balance test, which obviously he did. And he get, but without an excuse for the the visual signs, 
he would have to come out of the game anyways. Yeah. But he provided an excuse. And now, could you tell me that the independent doctor or the team doctor went, I don't believe the story 100%, mm-hmm. but it's plausible and he did pass his tests. So we're going to, you know, the first thing I always do is trust the patient. And so they trusted the patient, even though they had some some slight skepticism. Ah, that's maybe possible. I don't want to speak for the doctors. Well, there's but, another concussion issue that happened this week, too, with T. Higgins, right? He had the week one concussion, and I, I was one, too. You said, I thought he was going to come back. That would be two in three weeks, right? And so, Well, he got jacked under the jaw, yeah. which is a big concussion thing. The head and, bounced. And then head but, yeah. bounced off the – I mean, he had a double impact in that one play. Yeah. This is why you don't judge concussions by video. Sometimes a little nothing knock has symptoms and prolonged. And sometimes the you got jacked hit has Get right nothing. back up. Yeah, yeah. That was a you got jacked and it was nothing apparently. And uh, we didn't hear. But before COVID, he might have been maybe sat for the rest of the game. I mean, I mean I'm going to make an early nomination right now that that's a beast of the week. Uh, Justin will play that video at the end. We talk about this. That was like week. last year, uh, last week with Penn State guy. Yeah, <laughs> he got jacked on this hit. And if you took an immediate vote, is he coming back? I think ninety-five percent of the room would no say no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of thing. And that hit was way worse than Tua's. Right. Tua was a push, and then he slammed his head on the ground. And it was grass. It wasn't artificial turf. Maybe it's a little softer. Who knows? Anyways, yeah. don't mean to belabor the point on concussions, but uh, does that make sense? Like, I get your skepticism, but. I think the, the There's missing a meat in the middle. Link, yeah, the missing link is Tua wanted to play. Eh, I'm not, you know, look, Rich Gannon admitted uh, he's lied before. I think Julian Edelman spun what's happened. I've been there before, and I've said to players, you sure, you sure, you sure, and they stick to their story, you know? I mean, so. This is a lot. Was, I just got one more question because they played Thursday, uh, Miami against Cincy. So if either one of those players comes back with a headache in the next two days, does that mean anything, any part of the concussion protocol was wrong? Not necessarily. That would be the lay opinion. You guys screwed up, but it is completely defensible and normal to get stuff later. Someone, yes, that has no symptoms whatsoever and get later symptoms. Now, would they have screwed up? I would say not necessarily. Would they have, in retrospect, made the wrong decision? Absolutely. I mean, did did Nathan Neal Hackett make the wrong decision on that 64-yard field goal? Absolutely. Well, that and, just, that just happened this year. Um, wide receiver for the Colts, Al Pierce. He got jacked up in the middle of the game. He he came back in the game. Monday, he came into the, the facility and said, I have headache, I have symptoms. And then he missed a week with that. So, I mean, it happens, right? It does happen. So that's not wrong. That's not a failure of the concussion protocol. Someone can test positive. That's why it's index of suspicion. You're supposed to rule people out if there's a question. Okay. But if there's no question the day of and you let them back in, they develop symptoms the next day. Yeah, yeah. It does happen. And so that necessarily wouldn't be, aha, smoking gun, they cheated on Tua. As long as he really passed the concussion protocol legitimately. Well, McDaniel said today, too, they're looking at his back and his ankle that felt sore and they're getting more tests and the availability for Thursday, you know, because he's never done a short turnaround as a coach before, he said. So, um, I don't know how hot it was down there. And look, I've seen the stuff, right? Oh, Hard Rock Stadium was designed with, I mean. It's still here. I mean, <laughs> still look, Florida. <laughs> look, old Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. Our backs were to the sun. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Wait, are you going to not make it like that? I, I yeah. mean, look, <laughs> and believe it or not, most football fields are are aligned east-west. Right. Okay. I mean, just like baseball diamonds are aligned for shadows mm-hmm. and things, right? I mean, because they don't want sun in the in the picture or even the batter's eyes, right? I mean, they're you know, they're, no they're, mother they're, nature interfering. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, are we dumb? I mean, even <laughs> if you didn't design the building that way, and you thought you were going to have the dolphins on one side you'd change it right yeah <laughs> i mean i mean there's no rule you can't change it and uh yeah it's it was hot clearly and a lot of buffalo players one left with heat illness there were a bunch that were had cramps yeah but even some dolphins players had yep. cramping issues yep that obviously was a beast of a game i'm a little worried about the dolphins overall effect here it's a Short thursday week, yeah. game and they have to travel, travel to cincy yep. yeah so it's a good point. That's medical based. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, keep an eye on that. That's real. Okay? Hint, hint. Yeah. Sorry. I sorry. mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's, let's jump to Coach Peak. Uh, just summary for people. Just we're kind of breaking down the read between the lines and the coach pref- press conferences. I mean, Mac Jones, we can talk about a little bit later, but uh, Bill Belichick always comes with a no update <laughs> on anything big uh, like that. Like, so Bill gets a bad rap here. Bill doesn't do Coach Speak. He, he does no he avoids, speak. Yeah, he avoids it entirely. <laughs> he does no speak. Okay. So he doesn't, he ain't spinning the coach speak. He just doesn't say anything. There were no updates on Mac Jones. Okay. We fully expect Mac Jones to hit injured reserve. We said in game, and there's another YouTube video of, of in game high ankle sprain, significant one. Right. Tom Pedosar reported this morning the severe yes. ankle yes. sprain. Yep. Probably sprain. no surgery. But either way, this cat's going on IR. I mean, okay, he's not a mobile quarterback, but he's going on IR. If he were a wide receiver, a running back, he might be half the season or more. But as a quarterback, he's still going to be four weeks. I mean, I have to be tremendously lucky to not go on IR. So, speaking of two, I know Amber, um, in Alabama, they do the tight the tightrope thing. Is this something, and you always say the NFL, they oh, don't really do that as much. That's so, an interesting angle because yeah, he's yeah. an Alabama quarterback. Yeah, so I mean. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Look, when you do that surgery, in my opinion, you're doing it, hey, you're going to miss four weeks anyway, so let's just put that in because it's not a big surgery and it's not going to hurt you. Right. Maybe it helps you. I mean, I don't know. remember Tua, and we talked about this before, when he had that surgery, mm. he did not limp off the field. Right. He continued to play through, and then post-game they said, we're putting in a tightrope. Because you didn't even think it was that severe. Like, this is a much more severe one than the two of us. I mean, so, at yeah. least <laughs> Mac Jones hopped, didn't put any weight on it. Right. Tua finished the game. Right. <laughs> Go back and look at all the stuff that we said in the, in the, in the writings on Tua for that national championship game. Right. It was okay. It was a short time window from the from the uh, uh, SEC game to the to the bowl game, mm-hmm. but he finished the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who who can finish the game and need surgery? I, I just don't understand that. Yeah. But look, I'm not poo pooing the surgery. It, it doesn't hurt. I mean, the rules first do no harm. It's not one that's commonly done in the NFL. It's yes, done in Alabama a lot. Yeah. I'm not impugning anybody. I'm just saying there are regional differences. Uh, look, uh, in San Diego here, we love fish tacos. I don't think that goes anywhere else around the country. <laughs> okay. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Uh, so 
jump to a quarterback issue that's going to continue to be a story week after week. Brandon Staley, when uh, Justin Herbert Coach initially suffered, yeah, suffered the rib injury, said, uh, "Oh, the fractured cartilage is better better than a bone fracture." Because I, I don't I, know I, if he gave a reasoning; he just said it. It was better. I, I go one further back on Brand. Like, I try to be fair. I actually don't know Brandon Staley. I mean, I'm not with the Chargers team anymore. I I just try and speak the truth. I try to be respectful of all coaches. You've heard me talk about, we'll talk about John Harbaugh next, okay, uh, and Dobbins, but okay. Mm-hmm. But Brandon Staley, so I'm not hating on any coach. I'm just trying to interpret coach speak. For example, in game, we said ribs, Justin Herbert, in that Thursday Chiefs game. And we even said rib cartilage. Okay, we didn't use the word rib fracture, cartilage fracture, but we said rib cartilage injury. Post-game, Brandon said, he said, yeah, we're not too sure. Something with his abdomen and this, that, the other. Maybe ribs, I don't know. Look, is it abdominal? Yeah, rectus abdominis abdominal muscles do attach to the rib cartilage. He ain't lying, but it is coach speak, right? <laughs> and then the next one he came out with, rib cartilage, that's a good thing. Because that's better than bone. And you've been saying the opposite in the room the whole time. So when I saw that, I was just like, <laughs> well, rib, let's be fair to Coach yeah. Staley. Rib fractures are more painful, more risk for lung issue. Mm-hmm. Rib cartilage, less risk for lung issue. I mean, they flew home from Kansas City. You wouldn't right. fly if there was a lung issue. Um, but rib fractures heal more quickly because of blood supply. Rib cartilage fractures don't. It's the difference between a paper cut that doesn't bleed versus cutting yourself shaving. That cut goes away really quickly. The blood, the bleeding. You ever bite your tongue or your lip? See how fast that heals? Yep. <laughs> I mean, very vascular. Yep. Same with the bone. And we talked about it last week. The key is now, Brandon Staley says... I don't want to get the quote wrong, but something effective, this isn't over. Okay, so how can it be better than ribs, but this isn't over, as he foreshadows into next week? Clearly, we all saw that, look, you can put this in a right and wrong. I was right. I said, Justin Herbert's going to play. He's going to get an injection to play. I assume he got an injection. But he clearly was still hurting. I mean, the rib block injections in my time, you actually just... Because it's a block, you're completely numb, but not sure. Uh, but clearly he's grimacing, and he wasn't himself. Yeah, we looked back through the video, and he looked pretty stiff on throws. I mean, there was the one sack play where he kind of just gave Grimaces. up the ball. Yeah, that's not and, Justin and Herbert. For, that's not Justin Herbert. But what is Justin Herbert, and kudos to him, he was playing through pain. And you can argue, was it smart? Is it dumb? And should Brandon Saley have pulled him out? You're down four touchdowns with four minutes to go, and you put him back in the game? Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to be with his boys. teammates. Yes, we said. Uh, okay, yeah. but like, I, I don't know. You got to save him from himself at that point, right? Uh, oh, oh, and by the way, there was no left tackle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to mention that too. They have quarterback injury. They're all pro center as a knee injury he missed last week. Slater's out for the season. Um, Keenan yeah, Allen, that just came up, yes, right? Yes. Have they, biceps, sur- yeah. have they not announced surgery yet? We haven't um, gotten full details on the bicep yet, okay. but I believe it's probably distal. And they're saying out for the season. I believe he will end up with surgery. But if the Chargers go to the playoffs, he could come back. Okay. That's huge. Yeah. I just, I mean, yeah, we're not there yet, but 
That's the belief on Rashawn Slater. Just to finish the list, too, uh, Keenan Allen missed the last two weeks with his hamstring. He might be another week healthier. And then on going to defense, you got uh, Joey Bosa with the groin, and Jackson hasn't responded to his ankle surgery. Joe, Joey so. Bosa's not playing this yeah, week. Yeah, there you go. Okay, edge rusher with the groin. Joey Bosa's not playing this Hard week. to get around the corner, yeah. He's not playing. Um, Jackson he, was doubtful this week with the ankle. I mean, maybe I, maybe he gets the question. Uh, he played that Kansas City game, which surprised you us. Didn't, you didn't. So, do you think if he didn't play that week, he would have been ready for Week Three, or is that just forcing him into that Thursday primetime game? I don't know. I mean, he probably wanted to go. He thought he could go. He didn't do that well that Thursday. So, I was wrong. I didn't think he'd play on that Thursday. So yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. But in the end, maybe right. He shouldn't have. I well, don't we, know. I'm not second guessing. Like it's hard to say. I mean, we talked about the Ostrigonum. It's much yes. more than skin issue. Um, so the Chargers got some issues there. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and their center too. Yeah, the center. So I said, yeah, all pro he had a knee injury. He was missed last week. Yep. So so and the, uh, the only best news is they get Houston, but then they had Jacksonville. <laughs> what, what was your big question that you had about Herbert? Like, should you put him out there with so many issues on the offensive line? Well, if I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, I didn't play quarterback growing up, but if my left tackle, my all pro left tackles not in and my ribs are hurting. I'm just, I'm turning my back to that side and not knowing what I'm getting on there. I stole your line, Jacob. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. no, J- Jacob just softened it. <laughs> yeah, I did. No, I Before it. we started the podcast, <laughs> Jacob said, said, I'm not playing. If, if, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> my left tackle's out there. I'm not playing. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and I said, save it for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. And you know what, Ryan Swanson? that i get it and you're not justin herbert yeah justin herbert is gonna play <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean that's why you're not just well yeah. one of maybe several reasons Some, yeah. i got a price point you know we could talk about it with the agent <laughs> i yeah. mean justin herbert's gonna play yep okay now here's the other hidden thing and we talked about it don't forget this yes he was still hurting he wasn't 100 effective because of the rib but don't look justin herbert's awesome I think he's a top guy, but he's still young. Mm-hmm. I think he still needs to practice, and he didn't really practice. I got a one right. one limited practice Thursday, and they said the the injection or whatever they did wasn't very effective. He still felt it a lot. So, and limited means one snap, one play, or run handoffs. Doesn't mean the timing. Like there are different plays week to week, different situations, different, installs, different yeah. looks that the defense gives you. Justin Herbert's great, but I don't think he's Tom Brady. He's not a guy that cannot practice and be 100% fine. I mean, and uh, like we said last week before, even and there were people saying, oh, he's got 10 days before the week three game. And so, I mean, <laughs> this, is going, 10 days. this yeah. is going four, six weeks. Yeah. It'll be November before he forgets about this. So, I mean. That's a big one to follow. no. no. Every week he can be a tiny bit better. I'll give you that. But it will be November before it's right. like, oh my God, completely behind him. That's just the way that it is. And of course, it depends on how many times he gets hit in the game. You're picking at the scab. It's a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. So Houston, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is the NFL. No offense. You don't have Alabama, Georgia's, your school, and then San Diego State. I mean, there's just a talent difference. <laughs> For sure. Okay? Right. You have Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Okay, there and Tennessee and, and LSU. There may be some differences, but it's not 
Yeah, it's not drastic. Yeah. I mean, the worst team in the league can beat the best team in the league on any given day. The worst team in college football cannot beat the best team cannot, in college football. Nope. There's too much talent difference. This is the NFL. Yep. Uh, the talent, I mean, that's why you can't look past Jacksonville. You can't look past Houston. It's not that simple. Mm-hmm. Well, we got another coach speak, uh, tracking Zach Wilson's return from that uh, meniscus and uh, bone bruise. Robert Sala saying he's the he's our franchise quarterback, but only the doctors can clear him and get him back on the field. Well, um, you've heard it from me before. First of all, that's coach speak, right? I mean, we talked about Robert Sala. Like, remember week one, he said, um, "Yeah, we'll see how Zach Wilson's doing. He's doing pretty well." This, and then the next day, he flipped and said. I'm tired of the questions. Week he's four. out. Yeah. He's, week four. He's out until October at least. I'm tired of the questions, right? Um, but he has been honest, mm-hmm. and the most honest thing he said is, when we talked about it on a previous podcast, this is the worst timing possible for Zach Wilson. What week mm-hmm. one game? Mm-hmm. Week one preseason game. To me, the worst timing possible is middle of the season or week one of the season first play, right? right? What he's saying is he's losing all these practice reps, and that's why they have to be slower. He's only a second-year quarterback, right? Yeah. Like, hey, just yeah, and so Joe Flacco won a game. I mean, yeah. did we'll this see, week two hundred eighty-five yards and two picks, but they threw him fifty-two times. I don't know if they're well. They were making I mean, Zach Wilson throw fifty-two times. Yeah, but that was also game go- script. Yeah, that was also game script garbage time, right? I yeah, mean, the, the Bengals are up quite a bit. And they were chasing, so right. Joe had to throw and. Okay, he got some yards, garbage, garbage time yards, points, whatever you want to call it. Zach Wilson, yeah, maybe he plays this week. Um, but I think the lack of practice will be a bigger factor than his knee. Mm-hmm. Flacco's like fourth in the league in passing yards, so he's still there. They're, they're also <laughs> behind a yeah. fair bit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, and I can cite you a lot of examples, not off the top of my head, but... NBA players that score a shit ton of points, but their team isn't worth a darn yep. because they got no one around <laughs> yeah. them. I mean, yep. right? I mean, I'm not impugning Joe Flacco. I mean, like that's just stats. Yeah, I mean, that can be. I'm a Sixers cool. fan. I watched that for years with Allen Iverson. We were winning 20 <laughs> games a year, but he was like, "Oh, I got 40 points every he game." Got like scoring so title, not yeah. helping. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah fun so, to watch, but not helping. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Last one, real quick. You called out in the Thursday game, uh, Anthony Walker Jr. <laughs> done for the year with the torn quad, extensor tendon. That uh, I thought it was a knee game sprain. Video. I'm sure it was a knee sprain. Yeah, <laughs> after the game, Stefanski gets on and says, "Oh, he's got a knee sprain." Well, you know, thankfully we're on the West Coast, right? So we actually stay up to see the coach's comments. Correct. I can't imagine staying up on the East Coast to midnight just to hear the head coach say knee sprain. Dude, are you calling your doctors idiots? <laughs> you took them on a cart and put them in an air cast. <laughs> I mean, come on. Knee sp- but technically he's technically correct. Technically it is a sprain, yeah. yeah. Grade three, complete terror. Yeah. It is a sprain. I mean, so he didn't lie. It's coach speak. <laughs> he's a wordsmith, very, right? Yeah. Very <laughs> Okay, it's coach speak. I'm not saying coaches lie. I'm saying coach speak. Spin. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good wrap PR, segment. Yeah, yeah. Didn't mean to go that long on it. Well, let's get a. Uh, we had a, a live in person uh, incident happen. Not incident, but uh, our video producer was at the Tampa Bay and Green Bay game and uh, alerted us to something he saw live, which was that the when Tampa Bay was trying to um, tie up the game. They scored the late touchdown, and they're going for two-point. They get the delay game, and then on the Jumbotron, there's the the surface view, the tablet view of the play that they're going to run. Now, now, wait a minute. Justin, NFL Sunday, and, and 
You took off? Whoa, no one, no one sanctioned. Heck? No one sanctioned that. Yeah. So I appreciate you uh, cutting me loose for, uh, yesterday, obviously, but I was able to go see. I was a lifelong Packers fan, uh, and I had family in in right around the Tampa area. So I'm, I'm actually at my mom's right now. Uh, the but... only excuse, otherwise, you know, we're cutting your pay. Well, the only excuse, you better show me a picture with a cheese head on. Oh, okay. So funny. Yeah, my dad's my dad has a cheese head. Uh we didn't bring it though because when we picked it up. You're asking a video producer to do that. He could easily Photoshop <laughs> yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah, I could Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. Not a bit uh, melted I, cheese I, yesterday. I, I can take it. I would take it. <laughs> yeah. I would take it. I mean Yeah, but the but I, the incident yesterday, I wound up seeing it online, but Aaron Rodgers came out after the after the game and said that he's he noticed something on the Jumbotron. That he that he wound up he, and he said he wound up relaying that information. That was all he wanted to say. He didn't really. He said elaborate he ran on to the it. coaches. Yeah, ran to he, the yeah, coaches. So <laughs> what I saw because I was I was fortunate enough. We were on the visitors' sideline. The, the I don't know how they took the delay a game in the first place. The, the Buccaneers on the delay a game on a two point conversion. But in in reality, I was at the stadium. The play before on the touchdown, it, that should have also been a delay a game. But watching that, but that's not that's neither here nor there. But after the, they took the delay of the game, they pushed the ball back to the seven yard line. All of a sudden, we see a player come come scooting real quick down down the sideline, down to where the coaches are at the at the end of the the coaches box, and it wound up being Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, that's weird. Why is he moving like that? Why is he moving so fast? And he come turns out he saw something on the on the jumbotron. Apparently, they had I didn't I wasn't looking at it. I was trying to watch what was going on, but apparently the the, the camera operator showed a clear image of the 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 surface and the play they were going to run. For the two-point conversion attempt, and and Rogers saw it and must have said something to the coaches. They told the defense, and the defense made a great play. So, I don't know well, if there's yeah. First of all, we know what you were watching, Justin. You're watching your hero. Your oh, yeah. eyes were on yeah. him. Aaron yeah, Rogers yeah, came. Okay, yeah. I mean, you, I've you never seen him see move that else. fast. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you're telling me you have a two-point conversion to tie the game, and you're watching the sideline. No, you're just your eyes were on your hero, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he's trying to act like he was working while he was scout. I just happened to notice something on the sideline and an all important <laughs> two point conversion. Yeah, yeah. That's one take on it. The second take I would have on it. Wow, there are league conversations. There's internal Tampa conversations. Absolutely. That guy. <laughs> That's never happening again. That's for sure. Assuming that that happened, <laughs> is that is that going to be the third tablet that Brady breaks? Yeah, there's going to be no more tablets yeah. there. Yeah. Brady might break the jumbotron. Yeah. Over that one. <laughs> He'll throw the tablet okay. at the jumbotron. But yeah. here's the thing that I'm not so sure it has as big of effect as anything else. So here's the thing: there are conversations within the building in Tampa. There are conversations at 345 Park Avenue, like how does this happen? Uh, Brady wants to break the jumbotron, not just iPads. But I'm not sure that's that big of a deal because of the 15-second cutoff on the communication helmets. Mm -hmm. So, Justin, did you time out how much into the play clock it was before he ran over? I mean, there's logistics going on. Let's say it's a full play clock. Okay, first of all, Brady was on the sideline, whatever, to run over, relay it, have the coach understand what you're saying. Okay, here it is, and relay it in. You're going to get cut off. Maybe they yelled in, hey, hey, you know, like a lot of times on the sideline, watch the screen, you know, water, water, or whatever they yelled. Maybe they did yeah. some of that. But I don't know that that's the only reason they got stopped. Mm -hmm. And look, if I were an Aaron Rodgers and I found a secret advantage, I might be quiet about it. I might not say a thing. 
I will say this, that I know for a fact that Jumbotron's been used before against the Washington, then Redskins, so mm -hmm. I guess I can say. Yeah. <laughs> Historically, you're allowed to say. Yeah, okay. yeah. The Washington team, yeah. <laughs> yeah. LT told me once, he ran on a breakaway, and I said, and I noticed he looked up, and I said, what are you doing there when you scored that long touchdown? I looked at the jumbotron to see if anyone was coming behind me and whether it was on my right or my left so that I would know to cut the other way because I didn't want to turn around and, and slow that would slow me down. Mm -hmm. And the way the jumbotron was positioned there in Washington, you could look straight up at the end zone and see who's behind so, him. Yeah. And, and there was nobody behind him. But I, was like, I just noticed that he looked up like, and I was like, what was that all about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, Jumbotrons have played a role before, mm -hmm. you know. That's pretty cool. Not a lot of people can say they've seen a live replay of them breaking a 80-yard touchdown or whatever it was. Well, I mean, hockey, jealous. I've seen them do that. The players, it's you know, when there's a scrum and they're trying to see if the goal crosses the line, the best view is the jumbotron. So you see all the players look up, like right. No, but that's there. not in real time. Yeah, LT's got the ball in his hand. He's, he's running on the field yeah, yeah. and he glances <laughs> up at the jumbotron to see which way he got to go. Yeah, that's no, a different right. story. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Look, every player is looking at the challenge replay right, to see right. if it's a catch or yeah, touchdown yeah. or not. If you got two feet in, every better, player's better picture, yeah, yeah. Or a lot of players are doing that. But I mean, this is live play. And he's yeah. like that with the jumbotron. Yeah. It's like I was like, oh, that's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Next but it was level, positioned yeah. where I mean, his eyes weren't down the field. He had to look up. That's what I noticed. It's not like he looked back. He just didn't want to turn around and potentially slow down yeah. as a result of turning around. That's smart. Yeah, we'll we'll jump to rights and wrongs, then we'll get to Beast of the Week. I know Justin's got to escape a hurricane, you know. I was saying, they're, they're so thinking, yeah, to catch. folks are talking about maybe discussing plans for yeah, hurricane. Uh, putting you on the spot a little bit, Doc, but which of those three do you think makes it back first? Trent Williams, Mac Jones, or David Montgomery? Trent Williams. Because he's Trent Williams. He played through it last year. He's had that Because he's had it yeah. the other side. Right. Because he plays in a box. He's not pulling. Mm. Montgomery whatever he's got to be a lot more dynamic and mac jones is probably has the worst one of the three mm -hmm. i mean i'm not just saying because he hopped off the field right i always say don't judge the reaction to the injury judge the injury we're judging the video of the injury versus trent williams that was a severe versus, high ankle versus yeah. david montgomery so i think it goes trent williams david montgomery mac jones do I get a prize? That sounds like a parlay. We'll, we'll track that, yeah. Does, <laughs> Trent, does Trent play this week, is what you're saying? Or is no, he missing a game? Missing I don't a, okay. think he plays this I week. I played Monday against the Rams, so a little extra Short, day, yeah. but not yeah. that. Not sure that's going to make that much of a difference. You well, know, they, Their left tackle position is horrible without him, so obviously they paid a lot of money. If he plays, he won't be 100%. Maybe he can shoot it up a little bit, this, that, the other. You can book it. Aaron Donald's going to be on that side of the line if he does play, right? Um, DeAndre Swift news. They, um, Campbell said he'll miss time with a shoulder injury and might benefit for having time off and healing up after the bye. Because he'll sit out until week six by would mean he misses two games, Seahawks and Patriots. That's what we didn't really see. We'll go back on video yeah. and see how long. But, you know, Dan Campbell. Uh, he's pretty straightforward, I think. He's newer, so we're trying to understand. But Well, yeah. he's a whole different kind of coach, speak, yeah. right? Biting <laughs> off kneecaps yep. and, you know, yeah. my coffee and this. I mean, he, it, it's him, though, which is good, right? It's who he I is. Mean, I mean, his coach speak might be opposite. He's stream of consciousness. Right. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't. Yeah. doesn't I mean, you heard me. Anything. I said, I hope this guy succeeds. Yeah, I love Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I in the first year, I was like, I hope this guy succeeds. Yep. I mean, he's a quote machine. His first press conference, you yeah. You're like, what <laughs> I always tell you, 
any coaching style can work. Whether you're a hard ass or a player's coach or rah-rah or off the deep end stream of consciousness like Dan Campbell, mm -hmm. you have to be authentic. Right. And I think Dan Campbell is authentic. That's him. Mm -hmm. What gets you more in trouble is, and I'm glad Robert Sala said, I'm tired of like messing with it because he's not a coach speak guy by nature. I'm tired of messing with Zach Wilson. I'll just give it to you. Mm -hmm. I'm done with it. Yeah, I want right. to be, I think that's better. Just be yourself. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think in all life, just be yourself. No, I think you're right. I uh, want to get to one of the wrongs. We had an article Saturday saying Josh Jacobs <laughs> unlikely to play, didn't travel, then all of a sudden did travel with the illness. Yeah, well, here's where I was like saying, look, it's unusual not to travel like that. The Patriots during COVID famously, you know, flew a separate plane. The owner, the, you know, look, team plane, charter, <laughs> and <Craft> owner's planes, <laughs> yeah. right? Most owners have their own planes. Chargers owners did. At one point, they had two of their own planes. And typically, they wouldn't fly with the team. Mm. And they may be flying out on Saturday. They fly on Friday because it's a three-day game, t Tennessee. But Mark Davis flies southwest. He doesn't have a plane. Mm -hmm. Now, where we were probably wrong, I was like, wow, I don't think he's going to go out there because they didn't take him out on the team charter. They don't have a team plane or an owner plane. And then you're going to put him out on Southwest or Frontier or American Airlines and he couldn't tra travel on a charter where you could arrange the seats right. where he could be three rows away from everybody, but you're going to put him next to somebody, even sense. in first yeah. class. And then, I mean, I was like, I don't think he's going to go. I think he's going to get ruled out. But he did go. But here's where I forgot. And, I, and then where I'm wrong, I should have been like, they're in Vegas now. They're rolling in money. They got boosters, right? They got, fa I mean, I you mean, said you get to contact any book and say, hey, you want a plane. Wanna, get a plane yeah. I mean, wouldn't MGM fly their plane out? <laughs> they already helped out. Uh, what's it called? Devontae Adams' grandparents have a hotel. They they're they're accommodating, right? I All mean, they're books. they're a casino plane. <laughs> yeah. so I don't know what kind of plane he flew out on, but it was a private plane. Right. I mean, and there's people out Raiders fans with money, and uh, and he played well too. He had six six yards rushing. He had uh, thirty one yards receiving. Well, Mr. So. Crazy Raider fan yeah. uh. Taylor here. <laughs> if you had a plane. You might, and you weren't even going, you might offer up your plane and then fly out with Josh. Yeah, because I get to tell people I was with Josh Jacobs. <laughs> That's easy. That's an easy sell. Yeah, for sure. All right. You're you're in line for the next one. Yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> you might need the plane first. I need a lot. <laughs> All, right. All right. Beast of the week. We got a couple nominees. Uh, first one, uh, play everyone saw Jimmy G running out the back of the end zone. Not, not exactly running out. I mean, not to defend him, but he's stepping backwards. Just, it was heels a couple times, but not as bad as the Dan Orlovsky. And that was a uh, piece of the week is Brady Quinn's response to Dan Orlovsky. Cause Dan Orlovsky tweeted freedom that <laughs> someone else did it. And he doesn't have to be the butt of the joke all the time. And Brady Quinn came back, said, dude, you were tap dancing out, <laughs> out of the end zone. You didn't, you didn't stop Three running. yards out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Here's what I would say on that. First of all, that is jumping in, Brady Quinn, my good boy. Say. Like, Dan's awesome. I think he's my guy. You Dan's know both awesome. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Brady's awesome. I think it's kind of funny. I don't know Jimmy G personally. I know people through him. I don't know Jimmy G personally. My take was does this mean he gets a great after career as an ESPN analyst? I mean, <laughs> that's a trajectory, a, right? I mean, yeah. that's a, and, but look, I would argue, look, the beast there is Kyle Shanahan, who said it was my fault. It mm -hmm. was the he said I set him up for an unaccounted player, player yep. that yep. forced the situation, mm -hmm. and I should do a better job as a coach. 
That's why they like him. He's the beast there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And and we see the little tiny friction between Jimmy and Kyle, yet he just went, hmm, tried to shut it down. Yep. Yep. Okay. It's good. I would argue that Dan Orlowski's Jimmy G's was worse than Dan Orlowski. Oh, by the way. Can you send us the dance so he can hear this? <laughs> He's going to want to hear <laughs> Here's my logic. Yeah. But Dan might not like my explanation. Okay. 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 <laughs> First of all, um, what would Jacob, 49ers fans, be saying if Trey Lance did that? Oh, if Trey Lance had that and then the, the pick at the end of the game, yeah, he, we'd never hear the end of it. Uh, he He's not qualified to be in the NFL. Yeah, I he's mean, running right? scared out there. Scared, right, right, right. Right. All the above, yeah. In fairness to Jimmy G, Kyle Shannon took some of it, but also he really hasn't practiced. He had no preseason, this, that, the other. Um, but here's why I think Jimmy G's, or, or I try and give Dan Orlowski more of a pass. Jimmy G has been a bona fide starting quarterback in the NFL for years. Yep. Dan Orlowski, God love him. He's a smart guy, good player, but he's a backup for a career. And I mean, how many games did he start total? I mean, that, yeah. so it's worse for Dan because percentage wise, he only played X games in that. And he happened. was playing that year because of that Lions team, you know. So. <laughs> and the other thing is. Dan was escaping pressure laterally. Right. You're supposed to know where the line of scrimmage is, the line of gain, to, you know, you don't go over the line, leave your back toe behind. You're supposed to know where the first down marker is innately. You're supposed to know where the back of the end zone is. 12 games started for Dan. Now, that's more than I thought. My bad, Dan. But still, <laughs> Jimmy G has started a lot more games. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and if you're flushed out to the right and you're running for your life, are you aware if you're going straight lateral or a little yard back? I wouldn't with the DN bearing down on me. Right? Yeah. And he's not looking down. So, yes, that's how he runs out. And he takes three steps out of bounds, and we see it. But he's looking downfield trying to make a play. So I excuse that more. Like, is he running straight laterally, a little forward? Or, I mean, Jimmy G just backed up out of bounds. 48 starts for Jimmy, by the way. And then, and then threw a pick six that didn't count. So Right, but, but he, like... You knew where you snapped the ball. Mentally, you had to know where you were yep. based on experience and just backing straight up out of bounds mm -hmm. as opposed to flushing. I mean, I would say Dan's was not as bad. Because mm -hmm. he was more aware. Yeah. I never played quarterback. So I'm just saying, I don't think Dan's was as bad. But that Brady comment is a beast. But I give Kyle Shanahan the beast there. The other beast, of course, we talked about T. Higgins. I mean, Justin will run the replay, man. He survived concussion there. That That's might be a new segment. Good. We had Clifford last week. You might have to do a new jacked, like you did, bring that back. I mean, uh, we like doing jacks when Jack you got jacked when they're healthy. Right. We don't yeah. like Result you, of got injury. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you got making fun of injury. I mean, he, yeah. he finished the game. so No posturing. We don't want any of that. Just get up. Yeah, so uh, honorable mention to Kyle Shannon, but I would have to give it to uh, to uh, to uh, T. Higgins. But the, the runner-up? Another one you guys mentioned earlier is... Yeah, the, the last one we got, uh, also safety-related, is uh, Trent Sherfield, who was the uh, recipient uh, of the butt punt <laughs> late in that uh, Dolphins-Bills game. I mean, he's going to be butt of jokes for a while. I mean, he tweeted after the game that he's got a W tatted on his cheeks. Yeah, I mean, that's a good response. <laughs> you know, Tyreek said he has strong butt cheeks. Yeah, so. that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good response. But, like, yeah, obviously... 
you know, the, the person there is a special teams coach. You got come on, you got to practice close quarters. <laughs> right. Talking talk about nowhere the back you, of the end zone is, yeah. Well, you can't be at a, your regular depth. Right, that's a shorter distance. Right, you, you don't have the regular depth. The guy probably was at his regular depth, and he did what he did every time. And and uh, that that I get that butt punt, butt whatever butt block, fumble, yeah. Butt fumble, oh, we had whatever. another butt fumble with Dalvin Cook actually. Oh, so. Dalvin yeah, Cook, yes, and then, yes. then you heard his shoulder. That was yes. a butt fumble yeah. too, but. <laughs> The, the reason why, Dan, by the way, you'll never be forgotten, no one's forgetting Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Never. Even this one. No, nope. okay? That was on primetime TV right? as well. Primetime TV, <laughs> yeah. but also being first is special, Dan, so you're still going to be remembered. <laughs> that's that's why, um, what's it called, um, Brady Quinn said, you're him still. Because like even when during they're describing the play, it was a play like Dan Orlovsky. It wasn't the Jimmy G play. So it's always, well, like I said, it's always the first one, right? At least it's the club now. <laughs> Yes, but there is a founder. Yes, he's not free, <laughs> but now he has company. Is more Dan, of and, and, and the only reason I say that he is a friend, and and I love the way Dan makes fun of himself over that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of thing. So he was on Twitter all night, you know, laughing all up. So it's good he was enjoying it. Well, <laughs> what about Ken Dorsey attacking the iPad? Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, I asked you about that. Like, you know, I don't make fun of. I think that's authentic. I like. I would love like my coach should be as mad as I am if he's like high fine. Like, oh, we called it okay game. I wouldn't like him smiling at all. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. But what is he mad at? Me, the game, or me? His play call, <laughs> his yeah. failures, the quarterback. I mean, yes, two times that game. Yep. At the end of the at first the half, half yep. the clock ran out. Right. Is he mad at the players on the field? They didn't do what he said. Is he mad at Josh Allen? Is he mad at the circumstance? Is he mm-hmm. mad at himself? Yeah. Is he just mad that they lost the game at the end of the game, right? I think I mean, all the above, yeah. All the above, but like, I'd want to know, that'd be my where question. Where directed it towards Where yeah. was your anger mostly directed at, right? Because mm-hmm. he was really, but I got to say this, Brady breaks an iPad in one toss. He took like five or six. Well, they're all papers. He, he, I saw. He, I, I've been mad before. I could see exactly what he's doing. He said anything that's an object that I can like put <laughs> down. Grab just grasping everything. Yeah. So but, I think the beast was the person at the end that finally slid in the hand over the camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it got cut <laughs> off because yeah, of all the throwing. Yeah, I think it was got just detached, taken, taken off. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> kind of deal. But I think that. Uh, he probably was mostly mad at himself. I mean, because yeah. he's the guy who takes responsibility. He's the mm-hmm. OC. Yep. I mean, how do you call plays? How does the, not? I mean, two times that game they right. ran out. For sure, the clock ran out at them at the end of a half. Right. All right. Well, beast of the week. We got to let get going here because uh, and wrap up the podcast. I think it was a good conversation. Hopefully, I didn't wax too long or poetic. And uh, Justin, uh, I want to see the cheesehead p- picture. And you can get on your plane and, and go back home. And uh, I'm fine if you, uh, you know, uh, Photoshop one or figure it out. I mean, if if Manti Teo's fake girlfriend could get a picture <laughs> with the numbers and the letter from the, quote, real picture That was of the, the craziest girl. part of the doc. Once I saw that, my, my fiance was even like, is he lying now? Like, cause that, I was, I was like, like, how, how did he like, do that? Did I mean, yeah, that I mean, was a good one. <laughs> and that was with no video. Ch- I was like, no. oh, he, that was video editing skills. Yeah. No, he went to the source and, yep. and, and got Just do that. this for me real quick. I was just like, wow. <laughs> and that's I where surprised. I also felt for Manti. Obviously, I know, but I was like, that story was great. But I was like, I'm watching the doc and went, what? You're working. How do you do that? Like, obviously this dude was pretty good. Or this dude, girl, guy, whoever it was, was, was pretty good at fooling them. I mean, that that took some skills. I mean, that's not Justin putting a cheese head edit on his head. You know, this is, that was. Because Mante thought he found, like had a way to like, like, oh, this is the way I can easily find it out. And they right. easily, and like, it was easily, you know, they figured it out. Not to, it right so. away. We watching that documentary <laughs> knew it was a fake girlfriend. Yet yeah. I went, whoa. 
How did he do? He that? Okay. Like, yeah. Oh, he's got him here. How did he do that? And yep. I'm looking at the TV screen going, <laughs> Photoshop. How did he yeah, do that? No, it's, it's, but it was legit. Yeah. I mean, I remember was, that. That's right. That's a good. That was interesting. Yep. All right. Uh, Pro Football Doc Podcast. Thanks for listening. Sports Injury Central, SIC scores. More. There's going to be a lot happening this week. There's going to be some hints heading in the week if you look at it. And of course, if you want the easy way, go to the sick picks part of what's going on. And I love what we're doing with Jim Rome, too. It's uh, That's been fun. All right. Thanks for listening and watching.